Anyone want coffee? Hello, fellow book writers and caffeine fiends. Welcome to A Daily Cup of Joe, where you'll get to hear from publishing industry pros and affirm your inner bookworm. Hello, 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 everyone, and welcome to another edition of A Daily Cup of Joe. Today, a book review and some indie author world news for ya. Oh yeah, it's going to be a great, great, great half hour, 45 minutes, hour, whatever I end up talking for. Okay, so today I'm going to talk about the final book in the Tala Prophecy series by Tia Silverthorne Bach. I'm going to talk about the entire series, but the, this review is for the last book, Chasing Eternity, because I've already reviewed the others. If you are interested in finding those reviews, check down in the show description down below and feel free to run on over to my blog and give those a read. As I always do, I'm going to start with a little bit of information about the book up for review today. This one is called Chasing Eternity. It's the Tala Prophecy book number four or final book in this series which was amazing. Yep, I've read them all. I edited them all. I love them to itty bitty pieces. Let's get going. I'm going to read the blurb, then I'm going to talk about all the things in all the books, because you have to talk about all the things in all the books, but I won't give you any spoilers until I say, attention, spoiler alert for the next X number of minutes. Then you can kind of skip forward and just get past all that. Okay, so the blurb for Chasing Eternity. With Defeating evil will require Regan to place her trust in unexpected allies and reconsider the loyalties of her inner circle. A team is only as strong as its weakest link. Faith. Trusting in angels and instructions from above will be the cornerstone of her pact's strategy to put an end to Rafe and his demon army. But his connections and powers run deep. We. Regan's pack must come together and be willing to sacrifice everything to save mankind. But along the way, she'll suffer heartache. Anguish for herself and those closest to her. Fight. Still, nothing can stop what has been foretold. Fate has determined the end game, but divine intervention supports the victor. Now, if you're familiar with the series, you'll know that everything in this book revolves around the Tala prophecy. And let me grab it here so I can read it to you all. Okay, here we go. The Tala prophecy. Ancient power rises, unfolding in the cusp. Of a full moon, eclipsed in darkness, foretold within a dream, she witnessed blood covenants, hers and theirs converge. Sorrow one spills forth victory, unleashing demonic rivalry, a new breed of soldiers. Hell's mouth pulses with bloodthirst. Sorrow too fulfills the final battle, merging creature and white blood, one of flame, one of night. At eighteen years it will commence. Spiritual warrior and power will bring an end to the lawless ones. If light encompasses those with wicked too, will then have four forevermore. Those filled with love will find life everlasting. But if evil conquers, life endless too shall be. Hell's gates will burst open, 
and Satan's army will spill out. Okay, so if that didn't completely intrigue you, I don't know what would, because hello, that's awesome. Okay, so if you're interested in starting this series, go check out Chasing Memories, which is free on Amazon. The link will be in the description of the show down below, along with the book cover so you kind of know what you're looking for. Now, in this series, book one is Chasing Memories, book two is Chasing Shadows, book three is Chasing Destiny, and book four, the one I'm going to be talking about here in a moment, is Chasing Eternity. Now, there is a companion novella to this series, and it's called Chasing Forgiveness. That is a really sweet read, so if you're in the mood for something a little bit different, definitely check that one out, too. Alrighty, then. I read the entire series, and I was so looking forward to Chasing Eternity. <laughs> I can't even begin to tell you how much I was, I was really eager to get my hands on this book. I edited all the books. So if you find errors, that's totally on me. But by the time we got to the fourth one, I, I really had no idea what direction the story was going to go in. Up until this point, I had seen werewolves and had been introduced to vampires. And there were good werewolves. There were bad werewolves. There was all this stuff about Satan and Wiccans and... Now it's just a big old mashup of all kind of paranormal creatures, which makes me absolutely giddy with glee because I like to see the way that different paranormal creatures interact with one another. So say you have a pack of werewolves and a pack of vampires. What's going to stop the vampires from killing the werewolves or vice versa? And know that they do fight each other and the werewolves fight each other too. I guess it's kind of a reflection on the world right now because... You have Muslims fighting Christians, fighting Americans, fighting Iraqis, fighting Afghanis, fighting Izzes. I mean, it's all these things, right? This book is definitely a reflection of what we're going through as a people, too, in the way that it's all these different species fighting one another. But the cool thing about this series is that you find allies in the most unlikely places. And I have to admit, Tia... She has killed so many characters in this these books. And, and it's because, you know, it's a war. It's a war that a teenage girl, bless her heart, has to start facing whenever she's something like, I think she starts off at 17. I'm pretty positive that's her age. All these things begin to happen to her that she just does not understand. Like, well, and, you know, stay with me here. Bacon. I know whenever I say bacon, now everybody's going, mmm, bacon. And you're thinking about getting up from your chair and going in the kitchen and maybe hunting down some bacon. But don't do that. Don't do that. Stay with me. Or take me with you. Yes, let's go fry some bacon. Okay, so as Reagan kind of matures through this series, you'll see her go from a girl who's worried about what her boyfriend's going to do or say or think or her next big date or where she's going to go to college to, oh my gosh, I actually have to go save the world. That's a heavy weight for a 17 year old to carry, but you definitely see her mature as the stories go on. She's not just a sniveling, whiny little brat. She has her moments, of course, because she is 17 and, oh, red hair, red hair, red hair, red hair. But it, it goes with the, the book there. You'll, you'll understand once you read Chasing Memories and Chasing Shadows. What I found most intriguing about the last book, now the pacing is spot on, but the intrigue came from the paranormal creature that really is the one who swoops in and kind of saves them all. This book kind of went from um, a strange werewolf, paranormal, vampire mashup to this amazing book that showed you that all different types of people come from some sort of faith or belief in something. And, 
you know, Wiccans, if you know them, they believe in a higher power, um, you know, the one that rules like the earth and all the earth things and, and, and it, it's everything. It's the air you breathe. It's the ground you walk on. It's the sun that shines down on you. It's everything, but it's a higher something. And then Christians believe there's a God who, and, and the Satan, you know, the devil who battle constantly, which is like a war between good and evil. And this book really does a great job of bringing all of those things together to work in harmony, to defeat something that is just pure evil 100%. The final battle, oh, I can't even say enough about it. it. It's just all these things happen and Reagan finds herself in this place between, almost between like good and evil where she has to decide whether she wants to step left or she wants to step right. Now, several of her pack members have stepped right into evil and several of them are very firmly in the, on the left in good. And it's hard to decide whether you want Rafe to bite it or not, because if you're like me, you look for the good in everyone. And there's something that has to be said about Rafe in that he was not exactly the well-coddled, maintained child who had a loving household growing up and had a dad there who would take him out in the yard and play ball with him. Even though Papa tries really hard to show Rafe that, you know, he's he's cared for and tries to bring him over to the good side. Rowan, Rafe's brother, definitely is the one you end up feeling really sorry for because, you know, Rafe's his brother. And how do you not how do you look at one brother and look at the other one and think, okay, they're they're nothing alike, right? Because they all have something in common. Except when Rowan tells Rafe's story, it really clears a whole lot of that up. But the story, I mean, this was the perfect ending to this book. I think that everything that happened had to happen. Some of the people who betray in the book, like, I was just like, oh my god, I can't even believe that it was he or she who did that, right? Because, like, they've been with this group forever, so why would they betray them? But they do, and all kinds of really fun um, surprises are in store for you. I, there's not really a series out there that I could liken it to because I've read a ton and there's not really anything that compares. I mean, nothing at all. Yeah, so if you're really interested in learning more, the links to all these books are down in the show description. I'm not going to go on and on, but I give this book a solid five stars because, of course, I you know I edited it, so I can't really find a whole lot of editing mistakes or that would look bad on me. So, yeah, I'm not really going to go there. But go ahead and check out the book. Chasing Memories is free. Again, the link is in the description of the show, as well as the book cover is in the slider if you happen to be able to see that. Um, so you know you're getting the right book. So let's go on to some news happening in the indie author world. We are going to start with some articles from Publishers Weekly from this week. Uh, first of all, it says... Pokemon Go! New Pokemon game takes bookstores by storm. You have got to go check this article out. It's about booksellers um, looking for ways to attract customers to their stores, and nobody thought Pokemon would be the answer. If you're playing Pokemon Go, by all means, have some fun with it. It seems like an amazing game. My kids are really into it, so I know that I'm going to be driving them all over the place looking for so they can catch some thinking Pokemon. It's just a lot of fun. Get off your butts, people. Get out of the house and go do some stuff. I'm portable. Put me on your iPod. Put me on your iPhone. Get your butt out of the house and go catch some stinking Pokemon. Get to it. North American Comics Market reaches $1.03 That also is on the Publishers Weekly homepage. You should definitely go and read that if you're a comics 
fan, or if you write comics, ooh, comics authors out there. And Publishers Weekly also has podcasts. I don't know if any of you knew that. You should definitely go check those out because it's, it's you know, publishing world news. Now, here's something I've been wanting to talk about for a long time. A lot of the big publishers are putting out there that ebook sales are on the decline and print book sales are on the rise. Now, I understand that that is a, a numbers fact as far as the big publishers go, but if you look at it a little more closely, you'll find out that it doesn't take into account any of the self-published or indie author ebooks out there because we don't use ISBNs like the big, well, several of us, most of us don't use ISBNs like the big publishers do. So it's harder for main major places that track to keep up with you and keep up with indies. Same thing goes for uh, people who publish on like draft to digital. Now I've never published on draft to digital. I don't know if they give you an ISBN or not. I do know that Smashwords does. That matters. Uh, I think they pull from the big pile of ISBNs they have. Same thing with CreateSpace, but it will show as CreateSpace as the publisher or Smashwords as the publisher, not your name. So let, let's look into this for a second. Okay. So you have 500 ebook sales and 500 paperback sales. But if you look closer, you'll see that those 500 ebook sales are only the ones they could track and, and keep tabs on. All these other ebook sales, say there were 2,000 of them, were indies who didn't have ISBNs assigned to their specific books. Now, if you're an indie and you're, you hear this and you're like, oh no, I want to be tracked by all these New York Times people because that's important to you, uh, no problem. Just go to Google, you know, do a Google search and look up um, buy ISBN numbers and there, a billion websites will pop up and you can get your own ISBN. But beware, you have to have a different ISBN for the paperback and the ebook. So you cannot use the same ISBN. And, and like if you publish on Ingram, you can't publish on CreateSpace with the same ISBN. It doesn't work that way, as we have found out recently. So just know that there are some limitations to that and some requirements that you must follow, some you know basic rules. So anyway, pricing. Say you go to Amazon or Barnes & Noble or Smashwords or wherever, and you see a shiny new ebook for $11.99. Oh my goodness, it's a shiny new ebook by your favorite author and it's $11.99. And right next to that, where they link all the books together, you see the hardcover for $10.25. Now, I don't know about you, but I mean, it doesn't really take a rocket scientist to figure out that I'm probably going to buy the book that is $10.25 over the book that's $11.99. The $11.99 book is an ebook. That's kind of crazy that it's 12 bucks. Even if it's 10 bucks and the hardcover is $10.50, I'm going to buy the hardcover because it's stupid not to. I like a book in my hands. I like to feel a book. I like to knock my kids over the head with a book, okay? So I, that, was, that was a joke. I like a tangible book in my hands as much as I like my Kindle. Now, I love being able to stuff my Kindle in my pocket and go everywhere with my 500,000 books library, but I do appreciate the smell of glue and paper and holding something in my hand. So for all of you people who say, I'm only gonna publish eBooks, I'm not gonna worry about paperbacks. Think about readers like me. I do buy paperbacks, especially at conferences. I run around and pick up books off tables and buy them and get the authors to sign them and take pictures and get to know them. And that is how I find my next good reads. 
So if you're on the fence about doing a paperback and you do eBooks, then definitely, definitely, definitely do a paperback because it costs you nothing if you format it yourself. I have a book out there that'll guide you through it called The Indie Author's Guide to Building a Great Book by Joe Michaels. It is a very simple, very straightforward walkthrough on publishing. No frills, no extra asides, none of that stuff. So it, it's literally meant to be a pocket guide to walking you through publishing your first book, formatting for digital, formatting for print, very simple formatting, none of the fancy schmancy stuff and formatting with Word. Definitely if you're in the market for that, it's $2.99 on Amazon, go pick that up. But I just think it's funny the way that publishers are playing with the numbers. You know, if you price an ebook close to the price of a, a hardcover or a paperback even, people are probably going to gravitate toward the paperback, especially if the ebook costs more. Now, that's going to skew the numbers, right? If 50 billion people go out and buy a, a hardcover because the ebook was $11.99 and the hardcover was $10.25, it does screw up the numbers because you're, you're pricing in a way that drives people to buy a specific item. So for people to say that ebook sales are on the decline is true, but not indie ebooks because we tend to keep ours a little less expensive. It's just the ones that the publishers are publishing, it feels like, because <laughs> they, they're doing this wonky number thing. So anyway, stick the B in your bonnet and see if you agree. There's also something here about on Publishers Weekly homepage about the state of indie audiobooks. It says sales of audiobooks grew around 20% in 2015. Now, if you're interested in doing audio, you can also go to ACX, which is Audible's self-publishing platform. You can do that and have an audiobook in no time. Be sure you read the fine print on their contracts and don't sign anything away that you wouldn't normally sign away. Like don't give them your baby firstborn without, you know, making sure that you agree with all the terms and conditions set forth. But hey, audio is a good way to go because like you're listening to my voice right now, you could be on your way to work, you could be in the car, you could be running, you could be doing whatever. Somebody can listen to an audiobook the same way. So if you've been thinking about it, definitely check out ACX. A lot of people have the royalty share or you can just pay for it out of pocket. It depends on how you want to do that. Um, on this article, it talks about distribution. So you have to be sure that you're doing the, the distribution the right way. Just go read the article. It, it, it's pretty good. I think that's about it for today. There's not really a whole lot more for me to say, and I'm losing my voice. So I'm going to let you guys go on with your day, and I hope you do check out the first book in the Tala Prophecy series. Look for a box set later this year. It's actually going to have all four of the full-length novels in it. The companion novella will not be in the print version. I think it will be in the ebook, but I'm not sure. I'll have to double-check that with uh, Madam Tia. But... <clears throat> definitely go check it out and, you know, go check out Publishers Weekly this week. Um, there's always some great news there. And, and you know, like pop a comment down below. Tell me what you think about the industry and the, the way that ebook sales are being janked around with. And let me know your opinions on that too. All right, everybody. Well, I will see you all again on Monday. We will have awesome book reading maybe or a discussion or maybe another book review. I'm not really sure. I'm just kind of going with it and we will see where it takes us and what we're going to do. I hope you're all really enjoying the new format of the show with no guests. I will talk to you all Monday. Until then, may your muse be loud and your coffee be hot.